Welcome to the Fish Tea Podcast, where we talk about LGBTQ politics, pop culture, growing up in the Caribbean, life in the diaspora, and the work it takes to sustain love, life, and laughter in the midst of all the white noise. I'm Glenroy. And I'm Landvel. We're giving you everything, honey. Get into this mug. We're serving you a hot cup of fish tea. Bottoms up. Way up, way up, way up, way up. Welcome, welcome, friend, friend. <laughs> How is this horse, though? Um, it's been a busy week. I'm now trying to catch up with schools. I took a week off to I was I was at a four-day conference in Glasgow HIV conference in Glasgow and then I moved to another um um LGBT health conference in Manchester it was my first time in Manchester so that was nice um plan to go back and then I was in London um carrying on and everything and then on a train at 5.23 in the morning to make it um back to Swansea for 9 a.m. so that I could go to school. And now I have a million and one readings to catch up on. So yeah, this week, this weekend I should be in the library trying to be a student. Right. So in other words, we send you got school to go get your master's <laughs> and instead yeah, tour and I carry on and I do the most. Well, not really, because I, I, I did I, the, the things I did during the week were educational. It was on the weekend that I really, you know, go on with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Mean, likely excuse. <laughs> um, what's up with you? First of all, yeah. I saw. Oh, the the woman um takeover is coming up soon, so I, I'll possibly chat with Shade. But I saw that Prism um LGBT person of the year seemed to be a a a, a bang. Yes, 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 yes. We had a blast. So yeah, so we had that, and it was the first time we did um where all of the nominees, all of the public um nominees awardees were women. So that was you know. Good to see that we had the first time Shade won, and when Shade come on, um, with the women, we'll have that conversation. But much like that's the most important win. I would have seen Shade do for the community, you know, and it's not always seen, so it's good that she won. Um, I had my, I was, you know, like I said, I was forced in, but I was not. So I had my Halloween party, but never got out of it this year because outside the day and go 50 Halloween parties did I keep both in and outside of the community. But um I was it was requested and then you know some people were never really too fancy some bad things happened to them. So in celebration I decided I was going to have my Halloween party. Wow. So I did that. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Right, so, so I um dressed up as my favorite sailor scout for Halloween and then we did do the something when was Velma. Big up Velma because Velma carried that photo. That was nice. Big that up Velma. Nice. As we say, Velma was the star of the show. But can you believe? So for so Sailor Pluto is like one of only like 
fun fact, two sailor scouts that like when they transform and transform and them have a weapon in hand and all that, all of that excitement. So I was I was trying to do full cosplay, so I could have like the staff, I want a key belt. Couldn't find a key belt none tall, so I gave up on it altogether. But can you imagine to hundred dollar for the staff? Just not bad. I will buy one next time. Come on. <laughs> I know I might have to go to a ball, and I always worry about them fit there because they're too expensive. So, but friend, I, I never know such things expensive. So I never buy the stuff. I'm never have the bill. But you know, the fit still did come together nice. So I outside of work has stressed me out. I've been having a pretty decent time. And as I explained to you. I have a nice like, a birthday weekend I come up that has stressed me out too. Because we have dress code for the look of dinner night name. We have the color challenge. Landville, if I have alcohol poisoning, I will give you the contacts. Uh, who you must blame. Her name is Regina Wong. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure Regina, Regina needs to have some contracts signed for saying she's not liable. <laughs> this is a gift to her. So if my dad, because because also the last the last time I go on any villa trip with Regina, I don't remember half of what happened. Because it was it was that's a new year that's thing, a good thing. And it was all a blur, right? Suffice <laughs> to say that if anything happens to me, the public knows whose fault it is. But anyways, on to the task at hand. So we're here. I like time to do one another episode. Then, you know? Who was the last one? David, not David Douglas. Yeah, yes, it or was. Lemar. Lemar, when you get in hours. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter erupted. Oh gosh, I'm stressed so poor Lemar. But anyways, we're having another one of the so let me get this straight conversation. So it's the the kind of mini series on the podcast where we talk to somebody who is. For all intents, no, I'm not going to say that because it's getting a problem. Uh, we talked to a heterosexual man, an avowed heterosexual man, right? Like, oh, yeah, have, like, pe- like, pussy papers for women, I guess. People have to, like, show him papers for, for, for proof. But anyways, right, so we have an avowed heterosexual man here sharing with us um, his perspectives and views and his own journey to coming to terms with, you know, engaging and dealing with queer people. He's had this conversation publicly before, so this is not new to him. Welcome, Marlon, a.k.a. Marlon Campbell. Yes, I said it that way. A.k.a. Marlon Campbell. One other brand. Extraordinaire. (laughs) Who moonlights. Yeah, man. Who who sometimes feel like time workplace go work. (laughs) <laughs> you okay for my boss might agree with you <laughs> welcome to the podcast Marlon how are you good 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 thank you for having me yes um thank you for joining um so I guess we can just kick it off um I guess my initial question is for someone like you that would be in uh in spaces that I guess are I guess male dominated. Um, how was it for you, kind of coming to the space of being 
You mean, I think the word you're probably were looking for is hypermasculine. It's hypermasculine. Okay, I'm that are not necessarily hypermasculine, but I guess you maybe you would like to think of them that way as well. Uh, but for me, it's a question of you, you know, you are the you, you give traditional Jamaican man vibes more often than not. And so the question is, how did you kind of get to this place where you're more than okay with be engaging, talking up, talking about being tolerant and inclusive of queer men in particular? I think it's probably a uh, I, I, side effect is not the word, but it's probably arise out of the fact that I've done theater most of my life. Oh. I think so. Even as a child growing up, I mean, uh, I've done theater from junior theater level. And it is a space that you would find um, queer men. And I might not have known what it was at the time, but it's just like for me, it's a theater space is a fine, a fine creative spaces are a lot more um, open. I don't know if that's the word, or there are a lot less judgmental spaces. There are a lot um, more of a live and let live space. So I think probably that's part of the, the, the reasoning behind it because it never was I've never thought of it as an issue as in per se. No. But so most likely that's probably it. Okay. But to identify. All right. So I'm gonna pull it back then. Say that the theater from mm-hmm. the high school days. I was doing theater with Ayayde. Um Ayayde young theater players in, in Manchester. So and JCDC will put them something there, win a couple national gold and all. Uh, so um but on a whole I find like I said with creative spaces, I find that they are not so rigid or whatever, or adhere to whatever quote unquote rules are out there. So I think that's probably where I whether or not it was um a conscious effort or whatever, it's just yeah, it's okay, whatever. Okay. That's all I think. So the reason why I asked that second question is more uh, around um kind of remind which high school you did go? Manchester High. Oh uh, country. country country school. Yeah man, country school. All right. So I guess <laughs> the question largely then surrounds you know you're in theater spaces from you know mm-hmm. from a, a, a young age. But of course theater space is one particular space and then you go back to Irregular spaces in high school. Um, what was it like being around among them and not and hearing some not so positive views of queer? No, men? I mean, the thing is, you know, I mean, Glenn, like every, I, I'm a nineties. I grew up, I'd say, come of age in the nineties, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like everybody else, Jamaican males who were or who identify as hetero you would have gone along with all of the things you the the, the slurs the songs etc but you don't even think about it you see you don't think about it either way because even within the theater space you you might think hey you know that person probably don't move like the quote-unquote general image that the rest of boys move but you don't think about it per se because especially in a as much as, as urban as Mandeville is, it's still country. So it's not something that's brought to polite conversation. Me, one of my mom's closest friends 
over the years and and uh, won't call his name did actually come out later as you know i am such but from we were growing up and he's like i'm gay but from we we're growing up we knew that he he was different <laughs> you know it. but it's not yeah you know it was different it was um his mom is his mom is close to his friend and somebody who i grew up around you know and all i even had a cousin also who from there were whispers you know growing up so for me they were like somebody who i look up to as an adult who i respected a family member who were cool with so for me i guess even even when you're going along with the usual um rhetoric there's it was like just done because you do it out of route or whatever you're supposed to you know whatever but Further on, I older I got, and the more I thought about it, I along the way I found that I made conscious decisions not to repeat some things or to engage in some things. Okay, yeah. and I guess that's just really the the at the heart of where I'm getting to. Before I, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm to jump in, it so when you mm-hmm. have that first point, uh, that first point, that point of convergence where you're like, all right, we kind of know better now, so I got to better. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you go hear one of your brethren then say something um kind of homophobic. Um, what was it like kind of navigating that or that first time when you say, um yeah. you got that dog or something like that? What was that experience like? Um you see, what I found is what is for a lot of Jamaican male allies is that it's the first the, the soft launch for us is a Bro, I don't really care what about doing at them bedroom. That's the soft launch for a lot of us. We don't hey, it's not my business, you know, or whatever. That you find is the soft launch and 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 so forth. And, and thing, you know, um for me, you 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 find that, you know, generally a lot of times you wouldn't have I wouldn't have the issue of having to 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 um what you say, step in because I think a lot of the spaces that I'm in are with men who are a lot more enlightened basically maybe it's a socioeconomic background thing in where you, you don't find it as rabid as whatever you know you there'll be the off-color jokes or whatever and thing but you don't find that there is a this i would say rabid phobia or violent phobia being expressed so i generally didn't have much times where i had to check somebody is not me uh, because I think a lot of us, especially as we grew older, were at the point where, yo, it's whatever, yo. I do find that I've had on times been blatantly had to come out and point. Like, I literally had the conversation a few days ago. I don't remember what sparked it. I was like, I don't understand what you mean. I say I have gay friends. What do you mean? I mean, I mean, and I said, I mean, friends. I'm not using the word loosely. There are persons who I consider my friends who are. So what's your point? I cannot remember the genesis of it, but he sent out and I was like, you know, um, and he backtracked and, and left it, you know, and I find that a lot of times people are not going to challenge you on that because what you find is that people don't challenge, people don't get challenged on it. So they'll just, whatever. But most times I'm like, yo, because I, I remember, I remember I was in this, there's a group I was in and there was a pick that came from with me and Latoya actually. Um Latoya, um Nugent. Yeah. You know, and branded and somebody 
threw it in the group. La, la, and I was like, okay, dog, what's your point? So they were like, I said, it's my friend. Yeah, okay, cool. I'll, I'll take a picture with my friends. What, what's your issue? You have an issue? Continue. And no, no, and that's out of vibe. So it's not often that I have to, but on the occasions that I do, I don't find that I'm having a big argument about it. Mm-hmm. I think they probably like, well, anything you want, do you do? <laughs> so it's whatever. Mm-hmm. But I find that what I think I've found is that you've older, the older the pair groups get, the less they they even care about that. You know, it's not something, in fact, it's not something that's at the forefront of the mind because, and I think that's a good thing when it comes to a point where you don't think about it, you just act. You're not, you know, you don't have to be making a conscious decision to not be phobic. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That, I think that's a good thing, you know. And, and uh, well, yeah, um, took some while, it took some time to, you baby steps to where you, because you know how you feel about the matter. But then it takes some time for you to say, yo, hear what? You're going to expend whatever social capital you have at the risk of, you know, maybe somebody or people who you consider your peers and your friends, other friends, frowning at you for something. It, 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 for some people, it's easier. For some, it would take a time as such. And I think for me, it was just a gradual process over the years. You know, um, I, I think I said it when Andre, when I was speaking to Andre some time ago that, it was Javed that checked me on something once about a decade ago. <laughs> that really checked me on because um, I used I I I think I don't know it's it the F word yeah. Remember it's somebody you know and he, he messaged me and I was like, "Well, Javed, you know I don't mean nothing, you know." And he said, "No, but when you who people listen to and have influence use it, you." legitimize it for others even if you don't and you don't know who's again and i said you know what right there i made a resolution not to again i have to be conscious of the words i use even in 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 regular speech because regardless of whether or not you mean anything by it, i think if a white person um said nigga <laughs> even if he is even if it's eminem <laughs> you know you don't think i would probably like hey 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 Right. Slow down. So I think that was one point where I remember where I made a conscious effort to say, yo, watch the thought of speech you use also and watch what you put out in the space because you know you do you you people you have some influence. Yeah. Which is fair. Uh, mm. Um so I, I want to go back to um you, you you spoke about having friends who are um queer or gay. Um and I want to go back to me being at university and at one of my, my best friends lived on Chancellor. And of course, I'm not the most masculine oh, and effeminate uh presenting and you know chance I I, I visited him regularly. No, hyper masculine. <laughs> and we, we, and, and it's maintained has been maintained over the years the halls especially the all male blocks yeah maintained as a, so i used to visit him regular and he had to do a lot of def- at that time i didn't i didn't come out to him so he had to do a lot of defending that at that time he defended me as being straight but also in the sense that even if if he's not straight and he's gay then he'll still be my friend 
Mm -hmm. um, I know you spoke about the fact that you've always been in theater, you've always kind of been open. So it must have been easy for your for the friends that you made who are queer to kind of speak to you about their queerness. Was it, do you find that it was always easy for them? And how did they, in a sense, navigate that conversation um, with you? You know, funny, funny enough, um, um, Lanvel, I have literally never had, like, verbally, like, I've never had, like, one of my friends verbally say, I just, I hope they've just trusted to allow me into spaces, like, queer spaces, and they've allowed, you know? So, I'm like, okay, cool. No one, they haven't said, hey, you know, by the way, you know, I'm queer. I've not gotten that, except surprisingly a declaration declarations on insurance <laughs> like so like surprisingly that's where i have gotten it i hope you're not hearing about something that dinging off my, my i message i hope it's not showing reflecting in here but i've only had that but then the thing is the ease in which it was declared then said to me that hey basically i trust you with this info i figure you already know even if I've never confirmed, this is me confirming. So basically, uh, that's what I've had. But I've never had a situation where somebody's like, hey, you know, Marlon, uh, blah, I, and I'm, I'm queer. I've never had that. So, but I've had, I've been a case where I'm allowed into a space. So a person basically said, hey, I trust you. Or I trust you with this knowledge, whether or not they have um, made a public declaration or anything. So, um, so along that line. So I've never really, and it's never been an awkward conversation. I guess, again, because by the time it is confirmed, whether by an action or a declaration, it's already my and how my stance is already known or has been seen, expressed publicly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Have, you, have you, and just going back to my friend at Chancellor, mm -hmm. even though he's one of the... the <laughs> the 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 most well maybe not the most but he's match on everything he has had to defend his straightness because right? of association because of association have you ever had to defend your straightness i've never defended it I really, I'm at a point where I really don't give a fuck. <laughs> Sorry, can I say that? <laughs> Sorry, pull that. Sure. <laughs> no, I think I've, I, I mean, I've, I've heard that. Actually, no, I'm, I'm, I'm lying. I did have one encounter, and I think it was because somebody, and this is in a time where we were on campus, and it was the end result of a very harsh political campaign and Cameron, very, very close one. And the losing person, his his pushback was to actually start saying that and had one of his minions say that a football match that we were having after. But me attacking him wasn't even about that. It was just that you were even trying to try and mess with me. However, I don't care what he had said at that point or whatever the accusation was. The accusation was the, the intent of the accusation that got me very angry because the intent was, hey, let's say something that would try to ostracize him or show from the, the peer group. And I had that incident, physical, confrontation, actually. I did rush with a big stone. 
But after that, I really got to... No, no, Glenn, it's serious. It's serious. After football, you understand? And I, I ended up not speaking with several of my blockmates for a, a minute after that. Because, and I'll admit how it got, because I stood there and I said, you have somebody accusing me and only live on the block with me for years. Only know how me stay. It's, yeah, it was yeah, my <laughs> and thing. And not one of you spoke up in my defense and I was very angry with them for a minute. And then gradually over time, I was like, I don't care. It really, it don't matter. It's the same case of if somebody, the only thing I'll defend myself against right now is if somebody call me T for a labor right. <laughs> not labor right <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm going to have to defend myself you understand but it is I realize with a lot of things and, and it, it never it never happened overnight with a lot of things you just let go let go you don't give it energy you don't worry about it somebody for me if you're going to say that I'm gay it's because if you want to say that it's because you think it's a slight and I'm at a place where for me, it's not. It's whatever. So therefore, I'm not going to take offense. The only way I can take offense is if I'm, I think it's an offensive thing to be. You get me? Oh. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, yeah so that's why I'm going to say teeth and labor. Right? <laughs> okay. So, so, <laughs> before before Glenn comes before Glenn comes back in, mm. I want to 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 pick on a, a thread that Glenn did on Twitter, right? Um, and basically came about from, the, the, uh, let's assume they're straight. So gay men um, would DM them, um, thinking maybe they're, they're, they're also queer, um, shooting their shots. It goes down in the DMs. And in a sense, they would either, they would screenshot it and put it on the internet to say, you know, this person's DMing me. Even if it's a simply hi. Um, I've seen somebody just saying hi and it has been screenshotted and on Twitter. And Glenn kind of did a thread about why straight men in a sense feel threatened. Um, and if straight men in a sense made it safer for queer men to kind of explore their, their sexuality, made spaces, space is safer for them then maybe it would kind of be it possibly would still happen but maybe queer men would kind of know not to say you're straight and leave you because um you're straight but in the same way straight men kind of question is this it, our look woman is kind of the same way queer men kind of look mm -hmm. men um i just wanted to get your thoughts because if a if a if a if a a, a queer it has happened before. Um, no, as in Landville, it has happened before. Um, a couple of occasions. Um, I think of like one was very straightforward, and I was like, hey, nah, it's like cool, I don't have an issue, but not my thing. Bam. He said, all right, cool, whatever, I, I'm done. There was another, uh, in fact, first of all, I'm not thinking of a screenshot. Anything, unless you might need receipts to protect yourself from a criminal something later, one, or whatever. But 
they've been persons hit up and what and and all and doing all that and I'm like yo you know us not my thing it's cool and and I've gone as far as reassure the person don't worry this is not a type of it's not a space where you're not going to see your message on on IG or on Twitter or whatever but it's just not me it's cool um all the best <laughs> you know and all uh, I remember I remember an incident uh, a, a robbery that I happened to I don't know if I'd actually tell you about it Glenn a robbery that I I inadvertently broke up a robbery and all uh, um I don't even I won't even relate it on on air but I will talk to you guys about it after where you know the young man was literally like that and he was he, he presented straight but 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 wasn't as such and I mean I had to reassure him say yo bro live your life it's whatever don't put yourself in dangerous situations because you're trying to hide a whole side of you you know um I will I I don't see I don't I don't see any issue well if, if you are a, if you're a straight man and somebody come chat to you it's a simple no, not interested, and move on. You see, but some people need the attention and they need the clout and the whatever and they need the noise and the retweets and, and all of that. You see me? So I don't I even I mean you'll never see me screenshot something. Even you'll never see me the screenshot and putting something like that on it. Maybe a compliment from a client. <laughs> you know, that's a recommendation. Hey, and all. But other than that, somebody come in a DM, it's in a DM. I think there's an unwritten rule. Unless this person is getting really overboard. And then you still have the option of blocking the person. And done. It don't need to come by the timeline. Yeah, I remember that thread that I wrote. And I think my annoyance at that time was, you're, it's performative and the perf- and you're performing because if you like, well, one, nobody knows what happened at the DMs, right? Because you also show me a screenshot, a no context screenshot. Mm-hmm. I don't know where did I say to the person before mm-hmm. even this message mm-hmm. sent to you. So as far as I know, mm-hmm. but I, I not get into mm-hmm. that. But mm-hmm. it's this performance of I must now show the world that I'm not gay. And, it, and, and for me, it's, well, a part of it may be that, for whatever reasons, you give gay energy, <laughs> and 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 it's and 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 for a lot of men who understand themselves as masculine and straight, that's not easy for them to receive that. For because especially if it happened four or five times, it, it's one or two things. They're either very attractive, and even if they're straight, members of the court managa look here, but Oh, there's also this fascination in our community, which I despise. And I've said many a times that they really need to look into themselves and stuff. But I can't force people to act like they have sense. Um, this, fasc- this fascination with the notion of turning a straight man. Um, and no matter how much I say, well, if you, if you had turned him, he probably wasn't straight to begin with. <laughs> it, <they> might, yeah. <laughs> Point, point. But, point, point. But that aside, the reality is, I feel like 
you're bothered by the notion that are they very attractive and regarding people like I try them but they're not yet straight. Yeah, I mean you just don't accept the fact that you give off this kind of energy and now you need to kind of use homophobia or outer person to kind of and it even happened recently on the TL where somebody uh, somebody say one well, taxi man looking. The car thing, the car thing when he posted the picture. I saw it and I was like, bro, okay, but just, but drink, just but drink your water and walk gone. You know I mean, what I mean? If, 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 yeah. Is after if the person did across you. Yeah. After you draw attention to yourself, then somebody pull a file from when nobody never know about and then I will be Not the Chilita's big. <laughs> <laughs> not, 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 this one was well yes it was <laughs> but the point is your file get pulled whenever they need to pull because I did a carry on and I carry on with some unnecessary performance and it's just like we feel like, we feel like it don't have to be all of that it's one thing when somebody publicly looks you quick, most quick people don't do that when somebody I, 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 you know I, I, I shoot them shots in the DMs it's not different from where when Kremlin look at a criminator, let me know. Why would you then make a spectacle out of saying, oh, yo, the street. I mean, I've had girls in my DM and where I might not be interested. You politely depart and you continue. There's no, I don't, just as how me don't even come on the timeline and I say, hey, them two girls and I look me now. Why do I need Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You don't have no, you know, need. Well, like you say, still, um, a lot of times it's performative, and and it's almost like trying to reassure themselves. Yeah. About where they are. I'm like, bro, it no, it no needed. It no needed. It no needed. Until. So I, it's because I know we don't have that much time left with you, but I, oh. there is there is that one question that that lingering question I wanted to ask, and it's, mm. it's surrounding that area that for me, um, I know is thorny, and I say it's thorny because if I think about even my own experience, so I I think I've said this on the podcast, and it's public knowledge that my godmother, who is my mother's best friend, is is a lesbian, and God, I forgot come up at the cross and tell me say my mother never did more. So that lady was a lesbian. The first time I physically meet her, because she, she lives in America. So for a very mm-hmm. long while, she was abroad. But the first time I meet her, I look on her and say, what's going right to so? And then she didn't bring one friend around. And a friend also, coach, a messer. But I never asked a question, because it was a picnic. But I did peep it. And if I peep it, my mother peep it. And she was able to she's she's always been you know she they've always had a great relationship um they've always supported each other you know both as mothers and, and stuff like that but when my mom found out about me she had the best reaction granted she never find out in the best context right i'm gonna take the l for, for my contribution there because as i've said famously we didn't have man a little place but I'm not going to say man, because that always is a misrepresentation. We were the same age. But anyways, um, it did, it did, it, it did. Take your L, take your L, yeah. <laughs> take your L. She never accepted. She, was, she wasn't very accepting until much later in life. Um, 
And I realize this even as we do trainings at JFLAG, you know, you'll be in a room full of people. And it happened at last training where we're in a room full of people. They're all, you know, being very supportive. Them all go back and forth with each other, which is my favorite part. When I don't even have to intervene and they're going back and forth with each other about, um, you know, you know, acceptance and tolerance and all of that. And then the converse, I remember one of the, one person was sharing their story um, as part of the exercise that we normally do. And a question was asked, essentially, if your child was queer. And then the room, there was like a divide in the room. Um, because some people say, oh, yes, and some people say no. And then I think the fairest answer was that you don't know till you're in the situation. That was my view. Um, and so my question, so I'm really asking that question from the perspective of a father um, uh, who basically are Judah assistant. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, Glenn, I went to a, I went to a primary school. Um, my son goes to prep school. I grew up in the country. My son is growing up in Kingston. Um, I realized more than likely my son is going to be at least 5'10 in height maybe even six because sons are always taller than their moms and his mom is fairly up there. I said this to say that my son lives his own life. And every father, I'm going to tell you, every, every heterosexual father is going to hope that his son is. That's the, they're going to be like, you know, I really don't want to be in the situation where I have to find out how I'd react. But I would like to think that if I'm put in the situation then I would love my son just as much or probably even a little bit more because, well, hopefully by then it's not such a world that he needs that extra cushioning of love and can just go through like a normal freaking person. I, my sole intention as a father is to give my child the sort of childhood that he doesn't have to recover from in any way. And the sort of support when he reaches adulthood that will make him be able be a good parent if he so chooses to be a parent to whom and to his offspring. You know, I, I cannot I cannot want more than that. I cannot even say anything more than that than I would hope that when and if I'm put in such a situation where my son says I am queer. I would be able to say, all right, cool. Um, you want to have a drink? <laughs> or you want to go on the road? Like, if you understand, I, I would hope that it's not something that we have to, that I would hope that my reaction isn't one where I have to sit down and take two pressure pills and I preach. I'd hope that it's just another day. Okay. <laughs> I'd hope that that's yeah. I love that answer, but I mean, I know for, you know, receiving that, that's a very uncommon answer. And of course, you're the product of your own experiences. I'm just one, so I, I guess my other question is, um, and also you can ask me questions too, you know, even though, you know. Oh, I hear you. I Have you ever had that kind of conversation with other fathers and um, what were the range of, because I'm not assuming you get one response, what was the range no. of responses that you got? The, the only, um, the only, within my, my, my little time, because I only have my very close circle, 
my, my boys, that little very small group there. Um, it's the general gist has been, yo, are you picnic? You love your picnic. That's been the general gist. I don't think we never ventilated it really deep. I think the question was just thrown in there in one of our regular chat chat and more support and all and the general answer right across to a man is like, yo, it's your child. You love your child. You know? And you hope, you hope that, yeah, that was it. Like, yo, you hope that your picnic is just like you, but you have to make room for that. Your child might not be just like you. <laughs> you know, you you might be, and, and not just in terms of sexuality, but your child might be the type where he or she rejects everything that you about if you are you are into you're into being out and support you pick the might be the laid back type and quiet and all you are this driven person who wants to like accumulate wealth and they might just want to be the simple retire you know type retire by 30 type life and live it out so you make room listen then you see them i don't know i mean i know how people abandon their children because the moment that morning right that morning and it was a sunday morning january 13 2019 the moment i held that boy like this at that point i knew point blank no question i found the person who i would die for i knew who i would kill for before that but the moment I held him, I knew exactly who I would die for. So my child is my child, and I will support him in everything, except if he's on labor right. So that is even though he's got father, even though he's got fathers, fathers are labor rights. Send him running with him, Godfather. In that straight, his godfathers are laborers. He <laughs> can't go live with them. <laughs> but no, no, jokes aside, still, even his political choice, I would hope that that I would have done a good enough job, you know, um, showing him like that. That is one area where I will not lie. I will try to influence my picnic. <laughs> me not lie about that. <laughs> me blatantly, I say everybody that. Me blatantly, my mother cuss about it all the time. Same came down a green tie. There's no, there's no orange ranger. So yeah, they were cut out for you. That shit where there's black and there's blue. It's <laughs> white. <laughs> oh god, man! Dinosaurs set him get the other day. My man behind the green one, but so you go. <laughs> but no, just his mom. I, I do it jokingly, but I think his mom says don't do it because he. He might, you know, take it on. He might take it on for real, real. So I try to not do it um, so much anymore. But uh, jokingly, he got Scout. His goddad got him Scout. And Scout is a green toy. I'm going to say, brother, that's one. But I think over the years, if um, I think that's one year where I think I will probably still explain to him why my stance is such. And hopefully he sees it how I see it. And okay. mm. <laughs> but if not, <laughs> oops, you know. <laughs> uh. 
Landon, any questions on this particular? <laughs> um, no, I think my final question strays um maybe a little from the topic. Um yeah. and it goes to to work. Um J Flag has been doing. I know um recently the 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 study around um inclusivity within um workspaces. Um and just for for you, um Marlon, um working at one of the bigger um corporate entities within insurance mm -hmm. in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. Um how do you find that space in terms of tolerance towards um LGBT persons and I think it's very tolerant actually. I think I I have seen persons who are openly queer work there. I have also known of at least one incident where someone they, um got fired because they used slurs against their co-worker and uh mm -hmm. so yeah you know um so i think it's it, I, everything you know every every organization in terms of companies are microcosms of the society so at the same time um but at the same time companies can cultivate their culture and i think we have a culture in our company of hard work with inclusivity and at the same time um, even though it's a microcosm as such whatever progress is made in wider society it i mean because it's a microcosm as such whatever progress is made in wider society sometimes is even magnified within an organization like that so um i think there i think there's a way to go um, there's a ways to go. Um, even in providing coverage, there has been inclusivity and attempts at um, some of the areas in which they have reached it is because, quite frankly, at the end of the day, they it's a numbers thing and it is uh, probabilities. And if they can't, if they can't have enough information to work the numbers and probability, then they will hold in terms of how far they go in terms of inclusive because. Um, Right now, and and I think it was a major step that that they actually made in the last few years. The company makes coverage for HIV positive people an option. That is an option, you know. Um, both med in both medical based insurance and non medical based insurance in terms of whether or not you do a medical and so forth. That is one that they have removed the question. That they. They, there's a question. There was a question of are you HIV positive on one of the, the applications back then that has been removed in the last few years, and all uh, there, there was queries about whether or not um trans and trans folk is 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 correct or insane. Yeah, there's a trans people, trans folk. That's fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Um, whether or not trans folk could be, but for them, the the raw material in terms of things to use to run the statistics, enough information isn't there. So that's like not an area that they, they have touched yet really, but they have looked at and, and things like that. So I think even from a providing a service um, arena, the company is very inclusive and trying their very best to just to keep ahead of the times or at least with the times. And even from a company culture, I think they're very inclusive and all. So, I mean, 
Glenn might not get a job because of the green hair, but it would never be because, <laughs> but that's point that because no one is allowed to wear green hair. That is a corporate thing. You see me, I say, and that's right. The amount of money the hair can go, you all been paying no. <laughs> the right amount of money the hair can go. So, so you could probably come there. You would, no, not probably. You can be there with locks. Colored locks, no, even, and it's not even a thing about a queer a man or, or, or so. It's literally not even women are really allowed to have so much in there. They're like, listen, me, we're still kind of corporate, we're still kind of keep it within these boundaries in terms of um, deportment and so forth, which I think is fair in some areas. We don't really reach how the US go with, um, you know, allowing one bag of sleeve tattoo, may I have to cover mine when I go out and thing, and they do have. And for them, they find that I guess it's because they, they think that image helps to sell the product overall. So, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I think it's pretty. Wrap up. Tell them it's religious. Tell them that it's religious. But when they see me eat the pork, they don't ask the question. You never said Rasta, you said religious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh God. Um, uh, I mean, but I mean, do you find that? Should I probably ask you? Do you find that um, you're seeing measurable progress in the last decade? I'd say. Oh, absolutely. I think statistically, I mean, and we we did we did share this um when we when what's her, why am I missing up on her name it was last on. Um, Giselle. No. Giselle. Oh no. Um, Diana. Yeah. Macaulay. Um. No, no, Macaulay. Um, Capri. Right. Capri. I'm last, but yeah, she, you know, we spoke about the statistics, but she kind of also, you know, kind of said, made clear that there's also that aspect of that appreciable thing that doesn't get captured in the data where the mm -hmm. sentiments are different. Um, yeah. And I even think about just my own relationship with my um, my father um, and how that has evolved. Um, we're in a, you know, a good comfortable space now. And I mean, my whole family know because blue dress, you know. I <laughs> said, <laughs> um, but yeah, like I've, I've I definitely seen personally, but at a more societal level, growth in how we think and talk about queerness. And so I feel like we're on the right path. I mean, there are definitely some big ticket items that we'll always be working at. But in so much that we are where we are, where, you know, people can exist and there are way more spaces and even these kinds of conversations we've had a three no on this podcast uh and the, the, the tenure has been the same kind of suggests to me that we're definitely moving in the right direction as a country i think social media helps a lot yeah and thing it's one of the things where um i mean bro live and let live you know Okay, for me all of us are while you're going through this world you have time to worry about somebody else you know, worry about helping everybody else and thing, you know. Um my 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 I, I know that my experience is probably well definitely 
not atypical, but I do realize, and, and I think it comes with maturity probably, I do realize that as my friend group grows older or when I look at um, the persons, my peer group on a whole, they're a lot more, they're a lot more open. They're a lot less phobic. They, they really are not the same persons because, you know, earlier, Lanville, when you mentioned Chancellor Hall, I, <laughs> I remember some I saw on the timeline, you know, and, and old Regina mind from Chancellor, his reaction to dealing with and saying support and, 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 and I was like, you know, 20 years ago, <laughs> 20 years ago, that would have been you being like that. And, and I was glad to see the growth and I see my own growth. So I would hope that is what, that's what's happening with others. And we have a ways to go. I just hope that honestly it reached a point where it doesn't warrant a conversation. That's, that, that would be, that would be good. We get to the point where we don't have to have this conversation at all. Is something still there? Probably. Mm. Yeah, man, I'm still here. Right. Oh, cool. My view is mm. we'll always need some form of a conversation. I think mm. it's the the level at which that conversation mm. operates is it, it, mm. where my mind is at. It's the kinds of conversation will be different. It will become way more nuanced and particular um my my hope is that we'll be able to have that conversation because of you know our own very particular journey here in jamaica that the way that we're able to have that conversation in the few is that it's way less divisive than it is in certain parts of the world um because i feel like in in places that i guess people wouldn't readily expect the conversation is way it's one, it's going in the other direction and it's it, it, it it's it's happening in less productive ways. I'll say that. And so for me, it's how do we ensure that the conversation kind of stays in a mutually respectful way and how however long it takes us to get to the point that we need to get to. Um, once we get there, and I think that's all. This has always been my view about, you know, the situation in Jamaica. Once we make a forward step, we tend to stay in that kind of forward position. There isn't a lot of moving backward, um, and maybe that's just me being overly optimistic. But that's my kind of genuine perspective on these kinds of conversations. And 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 also, I think in one of the one of the I think the the better moves I believe that um the community I I don't know if I should refer to you as community leadership but at least representatives of of the community have made over the years is in making sure that the the um advocacy is actually Jamaican. You know, um, I think there was error in some years where an adopt or an adaptation and an adoption of American or maybe European methods and just throwing them on Jamaica might not have worked as well. You have to make the, the advocacy Jamaican, you know, and I think that has helped in I think that has helped in terms of speaking to the Jamaican psyche on a whole. 
instead of just say, hey, okay, this work in Uzbekistan, let's just try it here. Uzbekistan of all places. That was so random. I wanted I wanted a random place. <laughs> <laughs> full of random places, you know. And uh, yes, people ex- Uzbekistan exists. Yeah, but um yeah, and, and I think that was one one very good step, one very good move in terms of I say making the advocacy Jamaican, you know, black, green and gold type of advocacy. Oh, I agree. And you know, we you know we get we take our leaks, no um, for that kind of approach. But mm. I think every time I have this, we have these conversations with you know different stakeholders. That I think mm. it's a, it's the shared view that probably it was the best move for us. Mm. Um, even though I think you know to kind of wear a different hat, so to speak. Our community oftentimes responds to the kind of standard of advocacy that they see in other parts of the world. So yeah. um, it's it people like seeing the flashiness of what people consider advocacy to be in America, in certain parts of Europe. And so when we do it in this kind of, I think island culture informed way, um, people are saying, but are you really doing anything? Because you know that's the, the white queer standard, bro. Icebergs, remember? But, icebergs, ninety percent under the water. Yep, I remember that. Yeah, it's like just like with events when they're keeping events, people see the six hours. Um, they see the six hours of the event or the seven. They'll see the advertising and so forth. Ninety percent of the work, ninety-five percent is never seen. And that's the important part, you know. Nobody knows when you put a phone, yeah, write up application. I mean, uh, permit apps, whatever. They must when you have to negotiate back and forth with. So they don't see the part that brings it all together. So they see the end results. So hopefully, their end results, and they should be seeing the end results. The end results should be showing. So you know, if it's working. Don't mess with it. A little flash every now and then, but it's working. Yeah, I, I think the frock is a sufficient flash, but you know, people might disagree. I'm <laughs> 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 about, about to leave you because my, I have to go pick up my, my you know, my employer <laughs> and all from school after a hard day of play. <laughs> so I I will depart and go and get him. Uh, but thank you very much for for. Um, having me on on your program, and um, we don't know. Hopefully, I I contributed well enough, and uh, mm-hmm. you absolutely did. So thank you so much uh, for coming. And, yeah, and thank yeah. as well to our listeners for tuning in and you know keeping up with us. I was going to do my usual spiel, come and say something in a day. It's something about monkey packs in other papers, I think, either this lad. But by now, between COVID, monkey packs, and whatever else might come up in the woodwork, we'll just keep this <laughs> That's all really cancer to at this point. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. If you have any feedback for us, it's at Fish Tea Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. Or if you want to email us, it's Fish Tea Podcast at gmail.com. Like, share, subscribe, all of the lovely things, rate us. And as I always say, stay sophisticated.
拜。